Welcome to Tech Talk, y'all. Hello, hello. Welcome to Tech Talk, y'all. Season 11, episode 254. I'm Sanjay Park. And I'm Adam Walker. This episode is brought to you by our company's Together Letters for staying together, but not on Big Brother Social. And Edgewise, if you want to have an amazing podcast like this one, we can help you out. Edgewise.media. So in this episode, oh my gosh, listen, we're obviously going to talk about Elon and Twitter. Like that's like half the episode probably. Sorry, in advance. Uh, we are going to talk about some weird stuff at Airbnb and something that happened to me this week that was also weird. Uh, and I'm just going to say I got banned from something. So stay tuned for that. You're banned uh, from something. I was temporarily banned for something. Oh, We're yeah. also oh, yeah, that. Kim Kardashian, Google discontinuing things because that's what Google does. Tesla and, of course, <laughs> Weird Wacky and Tech Rex are coming at you. This is going to be a great show. I'm excited about it. And we're recording on a Saturday morning, which is weird and super fun. So yeah. um, let's jump in. We, we've Sunday, got those Saturday morning vibes going on. Saturday morning vibes. It's a chill TikTok. I feel y'all. like I should be watching cartoons right now. That's what I always did. I miss that. Up. I really I, do. I, I like, miss that, that too. The best. Yeah, they I, don't I have do. Saturday morning cartoons anymore, do they? I mean, there's no need anymore because they did, like the kids just hop on to Netflix. Like Saturday morning cartoons are available 24-7. It's not Saturday morning cartoons. It's just straight up cartoons. It's very now. sad. I used to wake up super early. Uh, and I'd watch usually the first thing that was on that early, like 6 a.m. or something, 6 30. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is asleep in the house, was uh the old versions of Superman oh, and yeah. then Lost in Space, both of those uh-huh. in black and white. Okay. And then it would roll into cartoons after that. But okay. Miss those. Were days. you a big uh like He-Man kind of guy? Or was that I was watched that He-Man? Ca- He-Man was great, you know. Yeah. Transformer. Or, uh, I remember He-Man Transformers and like Voltron. That was those were like Voltron, the big ones. Yeah, classic. Voltron I mean, amazing. uh Justice League. You know, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. of course, oh, yeah. Super Friends, Obviously. all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Great cartoons. Uh, right. But well, who is a cartoon in real life uh, <laughs> is, is Elon Musk. Elon is now buying Twitter again as of as of right now when we're talking about it. Probably by the time we publish this episode, uh, it, it might be different. Uh, yeah. But who, yeah. Knows? who knows? So he's, yeah. uh, there's, there's a bunch of articles we've tagged. Musk receives 44 billion, uh, Musk revised $44 billion Twitter bid, mm-hmm. uh, aiming to avoid the trial, which was in a, in a couple of weeks. Uh, yep. Twitter shares surge 22% after Elon Musk revised deal to buy company at original price. I'm very mm-hmm. sad. I did not buy stock by the way. No that would have been a, a good arbitrage opportunity. Mm-hmm. And then with 11 wor- short words, Elon Musk just revealed his plans for Twitter there's only one problem. Uh, that's actually the one the most I want to talk about, but we'll talk yes. about it in a second once we get into this. Yep. What do you think about Elon yet again saying he's going to buy Twitter? I mean, I, I think it's fine. Like, I, dude, make up your mind, man. Like, like either get married or break off the engagement. Like, you just can't keep, you know, toying with people's hearts. That's all I'm trying to say. So, you know, I, I, feel, I feel bad for Twitter. Twitter, yeah. to me... Feels like a lovesick puppy that wants to get married, and Elon Musk is just toying the puppy along. That's that's what it feels like to me. So I, yeah, I, exactly. Yeah. So he he sent out this tweet, um, basically uh, around the time that all this stuff was coming out, and, and yeah. he said in the tweet, and we're gonna like uh, unpack this a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Buying Twitter is an accelerant to creating X, comma yeah. the everything app. Yeah. Okay, that's all he said. So yeah, but, uh, a little but, bit of. Go ahead. Yeah, go. Yeah, no, no. Go, yeah, please give us the history because yeah. you got to know the history here. Yeah. So a little bit of unpacking here. So um, if you don't know Elon's history, he had a 
financial services company back in the day. This is the dot-com days. Um, and, and PayPal was another company. Elon had a company x.com, mm-hmm. uh, and that was the company and, and PayPal ended up buying x.com. Um, and then I don't know, there's, there's like basically stories about what happened, but he was essentially pushed out of the company. Uh, mm-hmm. he remained a big shareholder. Uh, but, uh, later on down the line, he reacquired x.com from PayPal. So he owns that domain x.com. Yep. What's an interesting side note here is that there are only three single letter domains in the .com that are in private hands. X.com is one of them. Q.com is another. And I feel like the other one's like Z.com. Hmm. Um, so what's interesting here is that as everything was starting up, um, people started registering these single letter domains. And then yeah. ICANN, the, uh, interna- the International Corporation for... No, something. Internet corporation something. for some, something assigned names and numbers. Um, Nerds. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Basically, the people that control the internet. They were like, you know what? We need to hold back all the single letter domains. Um, and so they registered all of those and held them back for reserved uses in the future. So these are the only three hmm. that are in private hands. So what he's basically saying, the X app, is he wants to launch something under that On domain. X.com. Yeah. And the everything app. Well, what do you think about an all-in-one everything app? I have a well, lot of ideas and opinions so, on this. Yeah, the, the one of the articles we tagged for this basically says, and, and this is based off of comments that Elon has made in the past, basically says he's going to try to create WhatsApp uh, over, uh, or, or I think it's WhatsApp, right? Uh, that's that's kind of the everything app in China. So like, so well, we, it, WeChat. Oh, no, WeChat that's it, WeChat. The, Thank you. It's not yeah, WhatsApp. Yeah. yeah, WhatsApp exists now in here. WeChat, yes. So in, in China, it's so fascinating because... Um, when I've traveled over there, like like the locals all use WeChat both for, I mean, it's both, it's kind of like like this worldwide like global Slack that everybody's on. But then you also like when you're in a store in China, they'll have a QR code for their WeChat so you can pay the store through WeChat. So it's like it literally is like you live inside of the app. It's like social yep. media, communication, messaging, payments, everything everybody's in it constantly. It's wild. So here's where the comparison falls apart. Okay. The difference is in China, the government sanctions and controls who gets to do these kinds of things. Correct. Outside of China. So basically if you're inside of China, like, Hey, this is your thing because the government's sanctioning it so they can monitor and control everything that everybody's saying and the things that they're buying and selling and everything else like that outside of there. That's not the way the world works. Nope. And I think if you had give if you would give people in China the option, they would also be like, I we don't want it like this. Yeah. We yeah. we want separate apps. I don't think the everything app is a thing that works I don't outside either. of a place that is controlled by an author- authoritarian government. I, I, agree. I don't think it works. Well, not only that, I mean, the problem is is always, I mean, I always go back to to this one client that I had, you know, years and years and years ago as a financial uh, app or a fintech client. And they were constantly trying to build every single thing that a small business would need for finance all at the same time. And what that meant is they built something that was mediocre at best in every category. And right. people don't expect mediocre. People expect excellence. And so right. you've got to build the you've got to build an amazing app for communication, and then and then an, an amazing app for payments, and then an amazing you know you have to layer them. Yep. And there's almost no way to get market share fast enough 
to sort of own the market in each one because as you build, as you focus on one, somebody else is going to master the other, and and you're not going to be able to build in it. I mean, I, I mean, let's be real. That's what Facebook has always tried to be. They've always tried to be the mm-hmm. everything app, and they have failed miserably at it over and over and over again. And there's a reason people are fleeing Facebook because they don't want everything. They want videos in one place in in one app, and then they want. Photos, ideally, though Instagram is killing that in one place, in one app. And then really, they kind of want text communication in one place, which is Twitter in one app, right? So they don't want everything in one place. That's just not where the market's headed. Yeah. And I think we've seen this in business before too, right? Like you've seen these companies that are conglomerates because the theory is, is like, oh, they can have synergies and and grow. And and you see companies like GE, which are basically peeling themselves apart Mm -hmm. because they realize like, hey... We don't really understand what locomotives have to do with jet engines. Like those two things are totally different. They're very yes, different. they're transportation, but they're not the same thing at all, right? Like one does not help the other. The seat designers. That's the, they can they can share seat designers. Maybe right. that's what it is. That's the right. That's exactly. So we'll we'll see. This has me very worried about the future of Twitter and and what kind of happens. But yeah, me too. Um, I don't well, have a say in it. And neither do you. Speaking of uh, being worried about the future and continuing to talk about Elon, Elon Musk doubles down on plan to end Ukraine war for some reason. And my my favorite, uh, this is one of my favorite subtitles of any article from, from this week. We regret to inform you that the world's richest man is tweeting maps of Ukraine he found on the internet. So <laughs> wait. Everything you find on the internet is true, true oh and real, right? Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Like, it's so fun. Like, he, he created a Twitter. He basically outlined like a four or five point plan for ending the conflict in Ukraine and then, and then put up on a Twitter poll. Like, do, do you agree? And actually, like, most people said, no, they don't agree. Like, the vast majority of it said, no, they don't agree. And then, like, the politicians in Ukraine are coming out against Elon. But then, like, Russian news media is like using this as a prop. To be like, oh, look, look, Elon Musk is on our side. So this just seems like such a bad idea. I, I think what this highlights is the fact that you should really realize that somebody that is wealthy is not necessarily smart. I they mean, were lucky, right? Yeah. And and the problem on the flip side is the people that are extremely wealthy for some reason, believe they are extremely smart about everything and they are not. I don't like, know if you all were very the people lucky. believe that. I I because like I, I do feel like there's a, a degree of humility with like some of like the Bill Gates types, you know, that's, like that's I, I true. feel like or the but, Warren Buffett. And he, he yeah. has said that a lot. He was like, I'm very lucky to have been born where I've been born. Yeah. If I'd been born in Africa, I wouldn't be anywhere where I am now. Right. Yeah. So, so I think but but I think you're right. Like there is this idea that because you have money you're you're you obviously know what's going on. And like, that's true. in like the influencer space as well, like there's all these influencers out there that are super rich and they're like, well, here's how you make money. You just go out and sell people on how to make money. And then you make money, sell them on how to make money. And everybody makes, it's like, but that's a Ponzi scheme. That doesn't, (laughs) that doesn't work. You know, they don't know Um, what that is because they dropped out of school to become an influencer. So yeah. So so it's anyway. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I think I think uh, stay in your lane. Elon. Like, look, you got a big lane. Like, you got electric vehicles, you got batteries, you got boring tunnels under cities, you got rockets in space. Like, you got a big lane. Just stay in that lane. And yeah, maybe let, maybe yeah. geopolitical uh, relations and yeah. wars and conflicts. 
maybe that's something you can say like, hey, you know what? I'm not an expert in that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let me do some yeah. other things instead. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Next up, uh, switching gears finally away from Elon Musk, uh, the cartoon that he is, uh, banished from an unleashed dog. Airbnb bans bewildered guests and hosts. Um, mm -hmm. This is a little uh, disconcerting. This, this. I article. mean, it makes sense, but it's, but it's also a really. It, it shows the problem with this too, right? So yeah. do, you, do you want to walk our listeners through what happened or? Yeah. yeah. So, so basically um, there, there's an individual here that had, uh, was an Airbnb guest, uh, had reservations. And then before the reservation was actually going to happen, they got a email from Airbnb saying that, Hey, we've uh, looked at some data about you and have decided to basically ban them from the platform. Forever. The data was, what was it? Like a 10 year old, I think it was a 10 year old uh, misdemeanor and, and it was uh, so so her dog had gotten out of her house. Right. And in the city where she was at, a dog off a leash is a misdemeanor. And so when the police officer came to the door or whatever, for some reason, he she signed what she thought was a ticket just saying like, this is just a ticket. And turned out she was accepting uh, like she was agreeing to the misdemeanor, essentially, that yeah. her dog was off the leash. That was it. And so based on that. Uh, they ran a quick background check through an API system, like an instant background check, and it showed, oh, this person has a misdemeanor. So instantly kicked her out of their system and banished her forever. And she appealed, and they're like, no, sorry, we we still we still can't yeah. help you. So, and, and and they did fix it after this journalist contacted Airbnb. Yeah, because it's like then you know then it's serious because we don't want to have an article written about us. But but then they did have an article written about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah they still yeah. did. But yeah, um, I. Yeah. Some I mean, of the stuff that is happening that's automated, that bans people and things like that, like, it's it, just, but here's the thing. So, so I see two sides to this. Okay. Number yeah. one, it is necessary because they have, they have so many million users, like human eyes can only see so much. So you really do have to kind of auto ban people. I get that. On the flip side, it sucks to be auto banned because I was auto banned from YouTube this week. Like I, like I, I woke up in the morning and I saw like this, uh, I saw this thing about uh, like the black Panther two trailer. And I was like, Oh, let me go watch that on YouTube. And I opened up the YouTube app on my phone and it doesn't work. And I was like, what's happening. So then I opened up Gmail and Gmail, like there, I get an email that says, Oh, you've been banned from YouTube. Uh, your channel has been terminated because you violated uh, all of this stuff and you had, you know, objectionable content and you had, I think you were like financially misleading or something insane. And, and so uh, you can appeal here at this link. So I, I click on the link and I follow up the little form. It's very short form. And I basically say like, I post stuff about what I'm learning in leadership. Like I don't post, <laughs> I don't even make any money off of this. I don't ask for any money. Like there's nothing happening here. And, uh, and they reviewed it and they actually re granted me access to my stuff. Which is great, but like, but like that, that's scary now because now I know I can get banned from YouTube literally at any moment for anything, and then I'm it's all gone. Everything, yeah. all the all the users, all the subscribers, all yep. the videos that I that I may or may not have backed up, it's all gone forever. And yep. that's a terrifying, terrifying you're, you're thing. Totally beholden to them as a yeah. platform. Yeah. Um, but so they didn't tell you why that happened. Do you think it was somebody mm -hmm. like where Clicking on the like report this channel. Or I something? think it's possible. I, I think it's possible that somebody clicked on a report this channel. Um, I, I mean, there is somebody that I pissed off last week. Maybe that is co <laughs> coincidental. I don't know. Um, yeah. But I, you know, but even so, like that's even more terrifying. Honestly, if like one bad report can get you just instantly banned. Like, come on, that's crazy. <laughs> so I and, I don't know. And you're lucky that it didn't uh, didn't like 
further infect your account. Yeah, because, because like, you've got yes. your email with them too, right? Yes, and, so, and, and yeah, I was telling exactly. we were, we're we're slacking about this. Yeah, because like my personal account, my personal email is a Gmail account, which is tied to a lot of stuff, and that's really scary. So I need to start moving things off of that to an email that I more completely control. So that no one can ever take that away from me. So yep. um, that's going to be one. So actually, you'll you'll be proud of me, Sanjay. I did sign up for a new service yesterday, and I did not use the Gmail account because I was like, oh, I can't use that anymore because yep. I don't know if I'll have access to that forever. Because and, I don't and we've talked that. about this before. We've talked yeah. about Cloudflare, yeah. that, which is yeah. a great pr- place to register a domain name, and then you could actually set it up to forward the emails from that domain into your Gmail account. Mm-hmm. So you'd mm-hmm. still get the same experience and everything, but you just exactly. use a different email address yes. for yeah. these kinds of things. Because yep. then if you get banned from Gmail, let's say, uh, or even temporarily, you can redirect all those emails to a different account yep. um, and then still, and then not, just not be up up yep. a creek at that point exactly. without a paddle. So yeah. Well, speaking yeah, of uh, up a creek, looks like Apple might be up a creek soon. EU passes law to switch iPhone to USB-C by the end of 2024. Now this, this uh, title is a little misleading. It's not just for iPhone. They just passed a law standardizing a charge port and yeah. Apple's going to have to adhere to that by 2024, right? So that's that's really what happened. But like the the it, like it was a landslide. It was like 648 to like 18 or something insane. Like it was yeah. an absolute so, landslide. So I got to say I side with those 18. Okay. This is now we all know I'm not a huge Apple fan. Um this yes, is are, Sanjay. <laughs> Wait, what? I, oh my I, I, I am from the I early gotta, days, from the early go. 80s. No, I, I'm, I'm a sorry, fan, I go. I'm, but but not anymore. My but, world apart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> this is quite possibly the dumbest thing I have ever heard. Oh, wait, of. wait, wait, wait. We've talked about this on the show before and said like there needs to be a standardization and all this other stuff. So like so so like and it seemed like you're in favor. Then what's what's happening? What's going on? Yes. So I'm in favor of standardizing. I, okay. I love all my USB-C things. Yep. I love that I'm I'm getting, you know, simplified cables. Although the third not grader all... in my mind just said, would you marry them? That's what the third grader <laughs> in my mind just said. But anyway, please go ahead. All right, sorry. Yeah. But by the way, they're not yeah. all the same, right? There's some right. USB-C cables that are now rated for higher speed mm-hmm. than lower speed, and it's hard to figure out which ones are which, and ports are different. You right. know, do they have a blue key inside or not a key inside? And it's different, all those things. So they're not all universal. But okay. here's the issue that I have. The EU now basically said USB-C is the anointed port. So basically we're saying we're never going to have any new ports. This is it. Okay. No matter yeah. what. So we talked about this before. We're not going to advance beyond this because that's the problem, this, right? This is it, yeah. right? So you've yeah. got a bunch of legislators now talking about technology and explaining like what, what the world needs forever in a day yeah. uh, is, is this and that's it, right? So what happens when we need a new port? What people are going to be like, well, we can do that, but we can't sell any of that in the in Europe. Yeah, And so does it even make sense? What they should have done, in my opinion, is realize that they are not technologists. They are legislators. Yep. Right. And instead said, you can have ports for charging or data transfer that are approved by a standards organization like yeah. IEEE. Yeah. Yeah. So look, if you want to get a new port, just get it approved as a standard. Yeah. Have it adopted by people so that yeah. everybody can use it so that it's not proprietary. Fine, let's move on. Let's go to a new port. But yeah. instead, these dummies, in my view, 
have said, no, this is like the best port ever. Uh, yeah. And like, we're just yeah. going to go like, what if they'd done that when it was USB-A or what if right. they had done that when it was like, I don't know, something else from a long time ago, like VGA cables. Yeah. Right? Like, VGA this cables. Is, obviously this is it. Forever. This is the best video cable ever. We never need a better life. one than this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> we, should, yeah. we should make a sticker. VGA I'm cables for life. I'm VGA for life. Yeah. For VGA sure. for life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, we actually, we actually, we're, we're going to talk after the show. We, I, there's actually something we might be able to do here. Um, right. but I, I, I think this was, this was a very bad move yeah. on the part of the EU. Yeah. Um, I think okay. it's going to hurt innovation. And I think, honestly, I think, uh, probably in a year or two, we're probably going to see a repeal of this yeah. when they realize how bad of a what, mistake this yeah. is. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, speaking of bad that we, we talked about bad things, what's what's good, man? Coming up next one's pretty good. I'm excited. What is good? Uh, talking about Goodwill. Uh, iconic Goodwill gets serious for online thrifters. Um, this is have you exciting. ever looked? Have you? I I feel like we talked about Goodwill in previously on a on a episode where you could like find and hunt and find like real treasures in some of these yeah. websites. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. But now they're they're basically trying to roll that up into one massive site. They're, they're yeah. basically trying to be the the real world eBay. Well, I mean, I don't even know if eBay. More like Poshmark. Like I think they're trying to because like yeah, because that's like a better people, one. Poshmark. yeah, because because people for a long time have like made money going to Goodwill, finding the things that are much better that people don't realize are good things, taking yep. them and then selling them and making a bunch of money for them on eBay. And so Goodwill's like, yep. well, why don't we just do that ourselves? And they can sell it, still sell it for a little less than it might have gone yep. for on eBay it's, and make more money for Goodwill, which ideally puts more people to work. Like that's their whole thing is putting yeah. people to work, right? So it's a really smart move. Uh, I mean, honestly, I'm a little surprised they have, didn't do it 10 years ago. So I think this is great. Yeah, I, I wonder how big the like technology innovation group is at Goodwill. Yeah. That, that might be the challenge and the struggle yeah. as to why it took them so long. Yeah. Um. Although their whole goal is to get people jobs and stuff so maybe they should just get those people to work at yeah. goodwill right yeah like, i don't know yeah. it's like an inception kind Train of thing up. right Train like, them like up. we yeah you know we're, we're fixing the problem by creating jobs ourselves yeah that people are donating well they and they are for. they are doing actually a lot of a lot of training like they actually did yeah, a lot of a do. lot of work with the uh the nonprofit i used to be a part of uh tech bridge uh, to do a lot of technical training for people too. So they're, they're doing some good stuff. We, we so. drop off a lot of stuff to Goodwill. Man, I, I mean, that's the best place. I'm I, ready to go right now. Fans. I got I got a kid's room floor full of stuff that can all go to Goodwill <laughs> today. That's, that's all I'm trying to say. So Is that is that the threat you use? I mean- Clean up no, your room or it's all going to no, Goodwill? I, I can't use that threat because she would just be like, okay. Like that, like that would be, <laughs> that would literally be her response. Like, okay. And then I would go in and clean it all up. And then she'd just be like, uh, oh, hey, I need a sweater, dad. Can you just, can you, can I go buy a sweater? Like, I mean, I, uh, it's- <laughs> It doesn't work. It's, so really, like, this go would to Goodwill. Be, go see if you can find the, your sweater at Goodwill. That's what we're going to do. That's actually an interesting idea. The, the, this would be, yeah. the, she would view this as an opportunity to get a new uh, yeah. wardrobe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or an yeah. opportunity just not to deal with it. Like, that's like, <laughs> like just you deal with it. That's fine. You know, whatever. So. All right. Uh, next up and uh, last one before our ad break here. Uh, first ever graphene circuit generates limitless power from thermal motion. I'm not entirely sure that I understood everything that I just said. So, but I will, I will read this quote and then you can give me a little bit more detail. How about that? So the quote is from the article, the quote is an energy harvesting circuit based on graphene could be incorporated into a chip to provide clean, limitless, low voltage power 
for small devices or sensors. I think I understood like 95% of that one. So walk me through this and, and what are we looking at here? Yeah, I was very skeptical when I saw the title because basically it, it's saying that it's a um, uh, an unlimited energy machine. Yeah, which I feel like that violates like, the laws of thermodynamics. But if you yeah. get into it, yeah. Then it starts making a little bit more sense because it's a thermally based thing. So mm. um, they're they're not talking like you know at least not at this point to be able to scale this up and power neighborhoods, right? Like this is very small amounts of, right. of energy, yeah. And it's basically they're they're harvesting the motion of these carbon atoms in a in a graphene, graphene being a a pure carbon based yep. um, uh, structure, um, and so it, it kind of makes sense. So the, these uh, and these atoms are moving because of the thermal energy that that's in them. So if you're extracting the energy and converting that into voltage, mm. um, then that means that they're they're losing that thermal energy. But there's ambient thermal energy that it is then absorbing, right? So mm. that that's kind of the limitless. So it's not it doesn't violate the laws of thermodynamics right. because it is actually getting energy from the outside, and you're just converting that over. Yep, got um, it. The the big kind of jump that they made was there was this theory that you would not be able to to harvest energy like this and create useful work out of it. Um, and they've done some things uh, to create direct current using diodes and, and things that actually mm. has amplified the power, which is unusual. Um, but it's all, it's it's super nerdy, super technical. Uh, I mostly understand it just because being a double E, um, but it is, uh, it is super fascinating. Yeah. And really does mean that, very low powered stuff um, could be possible. And and maybe this is a way, you know, I think we've talked about in the past of having like smart walls yep. in your home. Yep. Like this could be a way of powering yep. things like that, powering displays where you don't mm -hmm. actually need to give it power. Um, but it's just a standalone display that's built into your wall. Yeah. Or, or like, or like, I think of like things like, you know, like a le like leak detection inside of a wall, like, a, like a right. tiny little sensor yeah. I mean, if you can have a sensor that never dies and you put literally start putting that inside of uh, all, all the walls with your pipes, for example, like then you'd always know, you know, and like and right now that's sort of doable. But eventually the battery dies, you have to replace the sensor and it's a whole thing. So you wouldn't want to put it inside of a wall. But ultimately, right. if it if it never runs out, that'd be kind of amazing. So, yeah. What, yeah. what if you could have uh, thermostats everywhere in your house? So the HVAC would be able to deal with cold spots or hot spots yeah. in the house yeah. uh, instead of like trying to do the whole room or whatever, just yeah. deal with where the temperature's off. So exactly. That'd be great. All right. Next up and shifting gears in an odd fashion, Kim Kardashian <laughs> to pay $1.26 million to settle SEC charges over crypto promotion. Uh, basically she hawked some crypto on her channels and did not disclose that she had been paid to do so. She'd been paid $250,000 to do so. And she didn't mention that to her followers, but she said, oh, this is a good investment. And so presumably they, you know, recognizing how savvy she is about crypto, went and got <laughs> that crypto and that's not legal. So yeah. So some go. people uh, were questioning, uh, you know, why haven't other people like Matt Damon who was on a commercial? He was for on crypto. a commercial, man. You know that he's being paid for that. Like, well, but, but there's right. also a difference, right? So what he was promoting was a crypto website. as an asset class. Yeah, that's right. Versus that's right. what she was doing was the a actual, specific yeah. asset, correct? Particularly, yep. and saying that that was a good investment, mm -hmm. right? So there's a big difference between the two yep. of these things. Yeah. Um, and and the fact that she was compensated for this work and did not disclose it is really one of the big no nos. Yeah, that's um, bad. So Can't yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but they they were also saying that like one point two six million dollars is like nothing for her. That's no. like you and me getting fined like five bucks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll pay so, five bucks. I'm cool with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, next up, uh, talking about uh, Google, uh, and well, we weren't talking about Google, but we were talking about China before. Google Man. discontinues Google Translate in mainland China. You can't get Google the search engine. No, in you China, can't really right? get, yeah. I mean, so this makes sense. I mean, cause you can't really get Google anything. The main reason I tagged this article is because when I eventually do travel to China for the adoption that we've been waiting on forever, I was planning to use Google translate. So I'm, I'm assuming I still can use it through a VPN most likely, but, uh, but I would not be able to use it like directly. So this could become a problem for me, but I, you know, I, that, that I was mainly just wanting to complain about it. Like that's really, I tagged yeah, it I, I to complain about it. You need so. to just make sure that you have it downloaded and ready to go before you go. Yeah. Cause and maybe then, you yeah. can't download it while you're there. Yeah, probably. But so. I imagine they're not going to drop support for Chinese text no, or anything. No, probably, like, it'll probably be fine. All right. Right. And, yeah. and it's, and it's, I also tagged it because it's another good example of Google killing things. That's all I'm trying <laughs> like, that's. I, but, I, I don't I don't think I would blame them for this one. No, I do blame them for things like Stadia that we talked about last week. But it's week more and, fun to blame them for more things. That's true. So that's I'm just true. I'm just saying. All right. Speaking of other things that are fun, uh a little, <laughs> a little creepy. Uh I don't know. Uh, the the Coinbase film, documentary or vanity project. Um, so the founder of Coinbase has commissioned a documentary basically about him and how he founded Coinbase. And uh, and then if you read the article, talk, he, a, a friend talked to the article author about how he did it because partly because when the social network came out, it sort of painted Zuckerberg in a bad light and he wanted to make sure he doesn't get painted in that bad light. And I'm thinking, dude, you what you're doing and what in Zuckerberg, like not even on the same playing field, first of all, like that, like there's no possibility that like this is not going to happen anyway. And then I watched the trailer for the documentary and it. Uh, it just, it just I, I did cr- not watch it the trailer. Cringy. I'm not going to lie. He, it felt a little cringy. Yeah. He, uh, he also complained that he doesn't get treated fairly and Coinbase doesn't get treated fairly by journalists, but it's mostly self-inflicted when you tell like your employees, yeah. like, Hey, we're not going to talk about anything other than work at work anymore. And, and things yeah. like that. Don't like, be people. Don't be people. Don't, mm. don't, don't have opinions. Don't, mm. don't bring any of your person to, no to work. Just human behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here's the thing that I'd like to say, like, if you feel like you need to commission a documentary to make yourself look better in the eye, in the, in the public's eye, maybe you should take a step back and think about, huh, what am I doing? That's not right. Yeah. And maybe I should fix that instead. Yeah. That should be a check, you know? Yeah. That, yeah. There are those certain moments where you're like, you should reflect now. So I got to say one of them. I think you still have a Coinbase account. I do too. Yeah. I very much question if I should continue to have a Coinbase account. Um, yeah, that, that's a fair point. I, I don't know that I have enough in there to warrant the trouble of me going anywhere else right yeah. now. And I'm not really serious about crypto at all at the moment because right. I recognize how vol- how re- wildly volatile it is. So I don't know that I care enough, honestly, um, yeah. at, this, at this moment. But you're right. Know. Like if I was going to do any any real investing it might yeah. be time to look elsewhere i might i might i might take a look at what i've got in there and maybe it's time to start selling stuff and yeah. converting it to dollars and yeah, moving out of done. coinbase because it. it's yeah. just icky fair enough uh 
what is also icky or maybe not icky. I don't, I don't know, know, man. I don't know, I don't know I don't what know. to think about this. I guess so really we're, we're, we're circling back around to Elon we essentially are. here at this point. I'm sorry. Tesla is now building Model 3 and Model Y vehicles without ultrasonic sensors. I, I, I mean, get so exhausted talking about Tesla sometimes. I, I, I get the premise. I do. I also it also doesn't make sense. So do, do you want to walk them through this, or you want me to you want me to hit the high points? Like what? You, you hit the high. You're exhausted. You look exhausted. I, so, I'm tired. Right. So here's the here's the high points. Right. <laughs> so every other car maker uh, is is using lidar and to some degree radar and visual and ultrasonic to make sure that their cars like don't you know crash into things. Tesla and Elon have doubled down, basically saying all you need are cameras. You don't need. You literally don't need anything else. All you need, which I guess fundamentally in a sense makes sense because that's how we drive. Like we drive with only visual, you know, cues essentially, right? We, you know, you and I drive using our eyes. Yeah. So I guess, I guess in that sense, it makes sense. But uh, also like, why not? Like ultrasonic, like that's, the, those are like the little circles you see on the bumpers and it like beep, 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 when you get too close to something. And it's like, <laughs> why not? Like, why not have that? Like, why, like it's a, it's a good backup. What if the cameras are, what if it's too dark? What if the cameras don't work? What if it's foggy? Like whatever, like, why not? You know, but they're, yeah. they're doubling down. They're going all just, just I, visual. I, like the whole point of all the progress and innovation and technology that we've had is to let us do things better. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. there's a reason why my computer can make, I don't know, a bajillion calculations per second. And I cannot with my head, right? Like Fair I, point. Just, I cannot point. do that. Yeah. Um, and, and it's not like we sit down and go, Hey, maybe the computer shouldn't do that many calculations a second. Cause our brains don't. So let's, let's do less. Right. So <laughs> I, I kind of view that as the same way as my car. <laughs> I want my point. car to be able to do and see things that I can't, right. I can't do. Yeah. Right. Because that's going to make me safer. Cause yeah. I know my limits. Yeah. I know I get tired. I know yeah. my reaction time sometimes isn't as fast as other times. Right. You know, I know as, as we get older, our reaction time goes like, I want my car to be like Johnny on the spot, like seeing all the things, knowing all the things and reacting to all the things. Yep. Yep. To keep us all safe. So I, I really don't understand. It's not like this technology is expensive. It's not like this technology yeah. doesn't exist. Right. You already have it. You're already using it. Yeah. And why you're using would you it get rid of it? I don't understand yeah. why you would do that. I, right? And it feels like it's almost just to double down on a point. Like that's like, that's what it's yeah. like. It, it, that's what it feels like. It's like, yeah. I made a point. I'm going to double down on that point. And if it's a good idea, I don't care. Like that's anyway, I, I don't get it. But <sighs> I'm just tired. It, <laughs> Time for the weird and wacky segment. Abominable snowman. Oh, not an axe <laughs> One of the TAs turned out to be a bot. All right, all right, all right. Weird and wacky time. This first one, uh, we'll we'll read both article headlines because it got refuted. But really, the broader <laughs> point is the commercial itself. So, right. Uh, deepfake Bruce Willis may be the next Hollywood star, and he's okay with that. Turns out he's not okay with that. Bruce Willis. The, the other article is Bruce Willis's rep. Refutes report that he sold his digital likeness to deepfake companies. So what happened is a deepfake company created a commercial, a Russian commercial, I believe, yep. with Bruce Willis's likeness in it. And I mean, you can sort of tell that it's that it's that it's AI generated, but not much. Like it's yeah. so close to perfect. It's a little shocking. So yeah. 
So if if you hadn't heard, Bruce Willis has stepped away. Yeah. You might be wondering why he's allowing this. He stepped away from acting. He's got a language disorder called aphasia. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's not able to actually perform. Yeah, um, he can't act. Yeah, And so he right. has stepped away from acting, um, which, you know, that's very sad. We're that not going to get any more diehard movies. Yeah, um, unless there is a deep fake Bruce Willis that does diehard movies. And then Who we'll knows? get diehard movies forever. Forever. Forever, um, ever. yeah. But it, it was funny because I, I tagged the first article and then like a day or two later, I saw the second article where he's like, no, no, uh, I've not given up um, uh, my whole uh, identity to this yeah. company to do whatever they want with. Right. Because the first article said they had yeah. licensed his entire likeness to some uh, company. Well, and and I, I, I can tell right. like if they if they did the other company just steal his likeness for this or did he like give him a one time permission? I couldn't tell. I feel like it's a one time permission. Thing yeah, maybe so. Is, okay. is what happened. Yeah. It's not like an ongoing. Hey, you get to rep me and put me yeah. into whatever. Yeah. Um, but he, but which, the point which makes it, sense. But the broader point is that I mean, it was if you said, is this real? If I didn't know Bruce Willis and what he looked like and everything else, I would say like 90 percent like it's 90 percent realistic perfect like shocking um the 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 video itself and like that's i mean we're getting so close with deep fakes it's just it's it's wild to me yeah so. yeah exactly anyway all right uh let's move on what's next for us uh sanjay uh next up uh and this was super fascinating <laughs> to watch I know, it's uh, crazy. look of the week bella hadid's spray on caperni dress you watch the video i'm assuming oh my assuming, gosh right? it's crazy yes yeah it's, yeah, it's um, it's uh, super impressive. So uh, Bella Hadid is a uh, is a model. Um, by the way, she is uh, got her TV debut in a TV show that I've not started watching yet, but I keep hearing about called R- uh, Rami. Um, okay. I think it's on on Hulu. Uh, so I think I'm gonna have to watch that. But uh, so they basically she walks out um, in in you know w- without wearing anything. Uh, well, just no, she underwear. had on she had on like yeah like a camisole like some she had. Uh, it was nude colored something covering her. I forgot right, right, yeah. exactly. She was and covered. then they they start spraying her with this uh, spray of some sort, like a liquid. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know what it is. Like it's like a fibrous mm-hmm. whatever. So basically, it's, they spray her uh, and create a dress in real time as they're spraying her. This stuff on contact uh, kind of gels mm-hmm. and creates a cloth. Yep. And then a designer goes in and then cuts like a slit for the dress and and fixes the shoulder straps and all yep. this kind of stuff. Yep. And their whole point is, is that you could spray on clothes like this. And then when you're done with the clothes, you can put that cl- clothing back into the vat and reuse it and create another piece of clothing from that. Oh, wow. Um, which yeah. is super fascinating. Interesting. So this is not available to regular humans. This was merely only for the fashion show. Yeah. But to show what the technology can do um, and what might be coming in the future. It's if, like a whole if, new version of fast fashion right there. Like it's like it's fast right. and like fully recyclable fashion. Like that's right. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and I mean, that is like with this version, if you're OK with skin tight clothing, um, I, I don't know if I want to have skin tight clothing, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, you know, there you Fair go. It, and it and it looked really good. I, I thought like the, the material looked great. So. Yeah. And uh continuing with clothing, I don't, why are we talking about clothes? And we're like, I don't know. Um so because we're trying to be fashionable. Apparently, yeah. We need uh so pixelated clothing at Paris Fashion Week is metaverse fashion flipped on its head. And it's like some of these, some of these clothes look so wild, like it literally looks like you're looking at Minecraft, like the, my favorite one was like a hoodie 
And it was like it was like all jagged around the shoulders and stuff like like blocky. But then like the the strings coming down from the hoodie also were like jagged, like they were pixelated. Like it was it's wild. It's wild. So it's, I yeah. I at first I saw the the picture of this. I was like, somebody did a really bad Photoshop Photoshop job on yeah, this. Like, what is happening? Yeah, that's and then I started reading, I was like, oh, that was intentional. That and was that's on actually real clothing. Purpose. So weird. So yeah, yeah. it's it, it's it so looks it looks so fake. It like does. you look at the picture yeah. and it looks like yeah, that uh, like uh, what's funny is the spray on dress looks more like real clothing than the actual stitched clothing of the pixelated clothing. <laughs> like that's that's the juxtaposition we have going here. It's uh it's a very very strange. We live in a strange world. That's that's all I'm trying to say. There you go. Tech wreck, tech wreck. Time to get your tech wreck. Tech 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 wreck. Chicky chicky tech wreck. Time to get your tech wreck. All right, Sanjay, Tech Rec time. What do you have for us this week? So I have always been on the hunt of a way to do better kind of like task tracking and keep myself on task. And like a lot of the things, like I use Todoist and things like that. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know, it starts feeling a little complicated to me and just tough to use. Hmm. So I'm recommending Workflowy, okay. uh, which is a very, very simple bulleted task list it's easy to use. It's easy to just add things and move things around and check things off. Um, the free version lets you create 250 items a month. Uh, there's apps on the phone. Um, uh, and then there's also mobile, uh, or desktop apps as well. Um, but yeah, I've, I've started using this and it's, it's actually kind of nice to see like, you know, the things that you and I work on, like putting them in a list there and just kind of really quickly seeing like, what do I need to get done? And, yeah. um, what do I need to remind myself about and get, get things going on. Um, so it doesn't replace like all the other things necessarily, but really like to, to keep in the flow of kind of getting work stuff done. It's, it's kind of useful and you can actually collaborate on these as well. So you can have a, a, a group with other mm, folks as well and, nice. um, have uh, tasks that need to get done and, uh, kind of tagged in there as well. So, okay. Uh, check it out. Workflow. Cool. All right. Workflow. Nice. I all like right. it. Nice and simple. What about you, Adam? What do you got for us today? So I'm going to recommend an app uh, and, and a, a physical thing. Uh, so the app is NFC Tools, and it allows you to program uh, little NFC disks. And so, cool. yeah, I got, I got like uh, 12 or 20, I forget, NFC disks on Amazon for like eight bucks. Yeah. And, uh, you know, basically, I mean, it's it's silly little stuff, but basically with the with the iPhone, at least uh, is how it works. I can't say how it works with the Android, but you can tie like I can scan an NFC with my phone and then I can tie that in to a shortcut from the shortcuts app. And yep. then there's lots of like a lot of different things I can do from the shortcuts. Like I can launch uh, I can I can launch apps or whatever. So like like a really silly example is like I could put a if I wanted to, I could put an NFC sticker in my car somewhere inobtrusive. And then if I scan that with my app, I could have it automatically uh, figure out my location, figure out how far I am from home, and then queue up a text to my wife saying, "Hey, I'll be home at whatever time I'll actually be home at." And then I can, and then I could just hit send and send that to her. So it's just a way to like add little shortcuts ah. and automations to your life. So it's it's interesting. It's a fun thing to sort of play with, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I find them particularly practical, but I find it fun to just kind of goof around and figure out what I can do with them. So yeah. that's what I'm going to recommend. Huh. I, now, now you got me thinking like I, I've got a little particular place in my car where I put my phone always. 
But I wonder if I put a NFC sticker there, I don't know what I would have it do. I mean, yeah, you can have it automatically pull up your map if you want to. Yeah. You can have it automatically pull up like your map and then Spotify in a specific playlist. Like yeah. you can like there's lots of like there's lots of interesting automations you can do. Hmm. Um, or even like with, with the iPhone, for example, like one thing that, that is easy to do is like iPhone has the, the newest update has this huge uh, thing about focuses. So you have like your work focus and it does certain, yeah. certain notifications and your personal focus. So you can like use an NFC to like enable a specific focus quickly if you wanted to do that or something like that. It's like, it's, I mean, it's, it's stuff that like, maybe it's like a half a second faster than just doing it right. on your phone directly, but it's just kind of cool. So I just, yeah. I'm you know, messing around with it. So yeah. yeah, I dig that. I dig that. Yeah, yeah. that's cool stuff. All right, Sanjay, how can our listeners find and connect with you? They can find me on Twitter at, at Sanjay, that's S-A-N-J-A-Y, or sanjaypark.com. What about you, Adam? Find me on my website at adamjwalker.com. Find me on Twitter occasionally at AJ Walker. I'm there every once in a while. So, Yeah. <laughs> You're dancing around like you've got moves like Jagger. That's what I the always J's do. dance work, right? I always have moves J's like Jagger. Jagger. Yeah. Speaking of, I was on a cruise ship one time and heard a cover of that song and it just totally ruined it. It was just the worst. Oh, no. It was the worst. Hate that.